0: The Raven Software QA team has been given the go-ahead by the NLRB. For April 25th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes coming up a lawsuit against sony has been dismissed but the gaming giant isn't totally out of hot water just yet and gog has instituted a progressive new policy for its employees Following up on the ongoing unionization effort that the Raven Software QA team has been fighting for, the National Labor Relations Board has ruled that the 21-member team is eligible to participate in a union election, which means that the Raven Software QA team will hold a vote to unionize and, if successful, will start the process of finding a union steward to bargain on behalf of the QA team with Activision Blizzard. Activision also tried to appeal this ruling with the argument that Raven Software would have to unionize the full studio of 230 employees. However, the NLRB rejected Activision's argument. Activision Blizzard issued a statement to the Washington Post regarding the NLRB's decision saying, quote, "...while we respect the NLRB's process, we are disappointed that a decision that could significantly impact the future of our entire studio will be made by fewer than 10% of our employees, and we believe a direct relationship with team members is the best path to achieving individual and company goals." which, to put it bluntly, is just a nice steaming pile of union-busting horseshit. Activision Blizzard actually doesn't care about their employees. They care about their bottom line. And if Activision really cared about less than 10% of their company making decisions for the whole company, they'd probably be better questioning the leadership's decisions that led to sexual abuse allegations, stagnated wages, higher attrition rates, and multiple lawsuits. So, don't think that Activision's statement of a direct relationship with employees facilitates anything but keeping the status quo quo for their shareholders. The class-action lawsuit against Sony that accused Sony of, quote, pay disparity, wrongful termination and other instances of gender-based discrimination has been dismissed. The U.S. District Court of Northern California's ruling states, quote, the court grants the motion to dismiss with leave to amend for most claims because the allegations are mostly conclusory, which means that the court found the plaintiff Emma Majo's claims were based on a conclusion without any supporting evidence offered, though the court didn't dismiss without prejudice, saying, quote, because the court dismisses the federal claim, though it does not have jurisdiction over state claims and so dismisses all claims. The court denies the motion to strike without prejudice because it is premature to decide it based on an inadequately pled complaint. This allows Majo and her legal counsel to refile a second amendment complaint within 28 days of the ruling. But this also allows the 8 other women who added testimony to the original complaint last month to add those testimonies directly to the second amended complaint, which, critically, will allow the court to examine them fully. Overall, this did look like Sony got out from under this class action lawsuit, but with the testimonies from 8 other women, it seems that the court has found merit in these allegations against Sony, just not enough to merit to be adjudicated on the federal level. Yet, hopefully, the new amended complaint allows these women to air their grievances and ultimately find restitution. Continuing on with women in the gaming industry, the digital distribution platform Goodwill Games has started a new policy for employees, menstrual leave. The new menstrual leave policy allows menstruating employees an additional paid day off per quarter, but also allows for employees to take the time as needed. Employees can also choose to take paid time off by hours instead of entire days. GOG's culture and communications manager Gabriela Sheminkovich told Axios the new policy is, quote, "...experimental in a sense that we plan to evaluate in what ways those additional days off impact the well-being of our menstruating employees at the end of 2022 and consider expanding the policy in the upcoming year." The idea for menstrual leave came about when Sheminkovic experienced a painful period while at work and brought it up to the Women of GOG meeting. Sheminkovic said, quote, We shared the same view on this matter and would appreciate the possibility to simply lay down and take most of the day off without sacrificing one of the regular paid absence days that we have available throughout the year. It fosters inclusiveness by accepting that there are biological differences in the workplace. By giving such additional days off, we acknowledge These symptoms are real Now I can already hear off in the distance The dude bros and the men's rights activists Saying but this new policy is discrimination And you know what I'd like to tell you From the bottom of my heart Unless the lining of your uterus Is shedding and pouring out of your body once a month Kindly shut the f*** up A policy that allows women to deal with a natural bodily function without fear of losing pay or employment is inclusive and it should be adopted pretty much everywhere. And by the way, this taboo of periods needs to end. What are you, for? Look, this is a huge win for the women at GOG and I hope this policy finds its way to the rest of the gaming industry and actually to everywhere else too. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.